Fuck off. Fuck off is right. Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, second podcast of the week, and uh, we'll get a lot done actually covered today because we aren't so sure if we're coming back to do one live on Sunday night. No, I won't. I don't okay. get into well, midnight. Now we are sure. <laughs> we're going to confirm that right now. Uh, how sad is it, Dave, when me, left-footed, yeah. with no fucking cartilage in my knee, know for a fact that I was a better kicker than the kicker that Nick Saban put on the field last night. Dude, didn't I say that you? did. You? I did. I told you. you. Did. I mean, honest to God, I, you, I know you thought I was trying to do the Reverse whole deal. psychology. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I've watched this stupid team for a long time when it comes to this, and when I say that, I just don't understand how you have a program like Alabama, which for years, yeah. they've never had a kicker that you go, you can rely on, on that guy. Right. And it's, it's funny, I've known people who are lifelong fans like further back than me, and I said, when's the last time you remember a kicker for Alabama? They're going back to like 1985. I was like, even that guy wasn't that good. He's just the guy you remember. They never had a guy. What is he it's, doing? Like, what, for everything he does right, why why would you do that if you're it's Saban? The, it's the program. I have no idea why they can't find that one go-to guy. Now, they do have uh, the punter for the Packers was a punter for Alabama, but they never had a big-time place kicker. Josh, when he was getting recruited um, for his for his visit back in 2015, the guy he met with uh, ended up going to Florida. And Josh goes, we got a great kicker. I saw the guy work out, and then the guy ended up going to Florida over Alabama. But, yeah, they, they never did. It wasn't the, the difference in the game. But for, for me, I thought that kind of changed momentum. We don't get that point to tie right. it. Well, Dave, the first one, yeah. when it goes through, the first one goes over, and you're like, did that go through? Exactly. And you go, fuck. Yeah. And now when he comes in again and he misses it, it yeah. felt like the Bears game all again. Yeah. Where you go, I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm watching Nick Saban. And you watch this team every week. Yeah. But, Dave, I'm telling you, having watched four of their games this year, as soon as he shanks the first one, I'm like, this guy's going to fuck us. Yeah. And he fucks <laughs> you immediately. Like you said, ultimately it wasn't the difference in the game. But what I thought of yesterday was, having seen it in the fight game a lot, it reminded me of really, really good fighters where certain guys just, have their number yeah ali had joe frazier's number joe frazier ali had george foreman's number right yeah but there are just certain guys where you go fuck i just cannot fucking beat that guy no matter what it takes i can't beat that guy and i wonder if Dabo. i mean undefeated well, they're two and two in the last four i mean the last four meetings is that right are, they're two and two but uh, who's he? Who other than Dabo is he two and two against in the last four meetings? Oh, there's nobody. I mean, right. there's nobody. I mean, here's the here's the most interesting stat: how dominating Saban has been. The last guy to beat Alabama by more than 14 points, yeah, was, was Nick, Saban. Nick Saban when he was at yeah. LSU. I mean, that shows Fox. you how strange that that score was. How much of the game did you actually watch? I watched the whole first half. Okay, and, and when the way it started off, where it was crazy, it was great. Three There's touchdowns in a minute and a half. It looked like the poinsettia bowl. <laughs> like no, like teams with no yeah. defense. Yeah, it was absolutely insane how easy it was. And I'm sitting there watching as obviously a guy who has a vested interest in one team. Sure. I see the pick six on play three, and I'm like, ah, fuck it. We're going to go right down the, the guy field and the score. Did the guy run the wrong road? I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. I, you know, it's one of those where you saw Tua sits or pats himself and goes, that was on me. Okay. So who knows? There was another time, though, where he looked at Jerry Judy and was like, that was on you. So I'm not exactly not exactly sure how that went. So 
I'm going, okay, they made a mistake, but they're good enough to to play better than this. There's a reason why Vegas has them favored at six, yeah. you know, six-point favorites against Does that feel Clemson. like a big number to you? I, I told Neutral you. Neutral field? Yeah, I wouldn't have taken that. I've seen these team play. These guys play each other three times in a row, and, yeah. and I told you that Trevor Lawrence kid is going to be the number one pick yeah. in 2021. So I'm sitting there going, that's ah, no big deal. But then you see the mistakes starting to mount up. And then the score starts getting a little little bit one-sided. I'm not going to go through the game and spend no. three hours doing this. The game starts going a little one-sided. And in your mind, as a guy, as a sports fan, you go, can my team come back? Mm-hmm. And I go immediately, I, I flip on ESPN.com, and I want to see the box score. And I realize Alabama's killing Clemson in every category except the scoreboard, which is obviously the most important. Turnovers, which is two to yeah. nothing that Alabama has given up. And the third thing is penalties. Alabama has like seven. Clemson has one. But no big deal. But, man, time of possession was double. Rushing guards, right. passing guards. They're still killing Clemson. I go, they can win this game. Then it went completely crazy where you're going, is this a Nick Saban team when all of a sudden they go for it on a, a fake field goal? Right. Where the guy's 17 yards away. And right. The guy who was running the ball is slower than you both of us. Right. And I love the I don't know if you saw that picture, the guy in the crowd, Mac fucking Jones <laughs> screaming his head off. Just can't believe it. I mean, yeah. Josh was there. He said, Yeah, everyone around was going Mac fucking Jones. You you gotta be kidding me right now. Is it what happened earlier with the kicker that rattles you and that makes, makes you make you dumb do decisions? Shit? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I absolutely I, I couldn't agree more. For for me, honestly, the play that turned it was when they were at six inches away from scoring. And the offensive lineman Alabama jumped. Now they had yeah. to go back five yards. Yep. It was all over then. That for, for me, it was all over. I will say that the better team won. I know I said it to Pomerantz. Yeah. wasn't just going, hey, to make you feel better. When the score is like that and you see what Dabo's done, how can you not be a Dabo Sweeney fan? I, I don't like care it. who you are. Everybody yeah. likes that guy. I mean, it's one thing for Nick Saban as good as he is. It's still the Alabama name. Bear Bryant made Alabama, you know, that that name, that the Duke of basketball, UCLA, yeah. whatever they are. Saban came in and he had a great car with a great name and he fixed it. Clemson was nothing. I mean, they didn't right. win jack shit since 1981. Take over for Tuberville or or Bowden? I think that's a great question. Uh, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. I which think one Tuberville. It's. it's uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up for you. But it, it was. The guy's done such a good job and it's such an amazing story. A couple things is we all know he's from Alabama. Walk on Gene yeah. Stallings. Wins the beat Sugar Bowl. Do you remember when Alabama knocked so, off Miami? That Miami yeah. team with Gino Toretta and everything. Yeah, he was on that Alabama team. You know, selling commercial uh, real estate yeah. out of the game. I mean, and Gene Solon says you're coming into coaching, and he's yeah. like, "All right, guy's been with his wife since first grade." I mean, Holy how, fuck, how crazy is that? Him and his wife have been together since first grade. Go to the University of Alabama together, and I, I told you a couple of years ago. I hope when Saban retires, he goes back. The problem is if he keeps winning at Clemson, which is this is probably enough. Yeah, he's never coming back no. to Alabama because he has his own legacy that he's already created. Well, I'll tell you the thing that bugged me. Yeah, is you watch the game with a bunch of people, and it's fun to watch it. I, I look. I said to you, what I was saying to buddies yesterday, is I had a flashback to Gary Anderson. Yeah. With the 15-1 and one Vikings missing that kick and the Falcons winning. Because when the Falcons win that game, I'm on the way to KFMB to take a three-hour beat yeah. down. Because I had talked about the Vikes, the whole thing. And then I got to take a beating. You knew last night. You go, okay, I'm going to fucking hear about this. But here's the difference between what we have and what everybody has. There's nothing, I don't think, Dave, there's anything wrong with, like, we had guys sending us funny, like, you know, 
Alabama University with the U Darker yeah. shit. Those are just your buddies fucking around. But what I was really blown away by is like the real hate towards an Alabama program that to me for no reason why. They're not Rick Pitino. They're not no. Bob Knight. They're not anybody that you can look at. If you want to look at Belichick or anything else, like you find these guys and it's not even worth your time. Yeah. But I go, what is your problem with Alabama? Because they've been successful. Isn't that what we strive for? Isn't that what you shoot for in your job? Isn't that what you shoot for in your life to be as a parent, to be as a friend? Don't you want to be considered 14 and 0? Don't you want to be a guy that people look at and say four straight times you've been championship material? That's how you fucking win in life. And if you can't handle it, get the fuck out. Stop being a pussy and crying the blues about it. I don't have any problem with guys fucking around with you as a buddy. Yeah, yeah, I have no problem And putting you Darvish shit in and, and that stuff. Because <laughs> you started that part. <laughs> yeah, Alabundi tonight. Dude, there's so many fucking funny ones. Uh, we take it, yeah. right? The Raiders suck. Yeah. We take it. When the Dodgers lose, you take it. But it's a completely different thing. I feel like when you see just pure vile towards a team like Togerson, that fucking idiot. Like Togerson, I like. And then there's times where you go, he's so fucking overmatched. <laughs> because I go, and you called him out on it. You go, yeah. dude, what's the problem? Like, what? What is the fucking problem? They're a good program. Be better. Recruit better. Coach better. Two different things. And you've talked about it, Dave. Uh, coordinators go out yeah. and here he is again. Players go out and here he is again. I th I think we should look at it and say, and and full credit to Dabo as well. Yeah. But for Saban, you should look at it and say, dude, in 20 years, people are going to look back and talk about him the like way they've talked about John Wooden of basketball. Right. Yeah. I 100% agree. Um, it's uh, it's crazy that these two teams have matched up and they're going to match up again. Colin Coward had this stat today, which which was uh, nuts. It was that they've met now four years in a row. Saban has a new had a new offensive and defensive yeah. coordinator every time they've matched up. Sweeney has the same staff. Isn't that incredible? And he's missed Saban. Uh, Saban's missed thirteen coaches that have moved on to other teams. Sweeney has the same staff. It's kind of kind of wow. crazy. Yeah. And they were saying that you know people say, "Well, it's a family atmosphere at Clemson and it's a factory at Alabama." You hear that back and forth. I'm telling you, as a kid that was there. That yeah. treated my kid, who was you know nothing on that team, but treated him the same way they treated Jalen. I mean, they yeah. couldn't have been cooler. When my son passed away, they contacted Josh three times in one week. Josh was right. at the game yesterday, taking care of Alabama. Couldn't have been better. The job that my son has now is because of the University of Alabama. Right. I, I have no bad things to say about that program. But just like you said, there's a reason why people hate the Yankees and the Patriots, and they're a standard. Yeah. But it's uh, when you sit there and you tip your hat to a team like Clemson. I got news for you. Clemson's going to be there for a while. You look yeah. at that Trevor Lawrence kid. He's going to be there for a while. Josh told me a, a story about this kid. That's how I told you. I said I knew this kid was going to be good. I think it's – I hope I have it right. It's Miller Forstall who's uh, tied in for Alabama. Okay. Josh and, and Miller were teammates. The, uh, Miller is number 87 on, on Alabama. And he tells Josh that when he was in high school, his dad was the coach of this team. The, the kid was the quarterback for his high school team. And they won a state championship. His dad goes to the kid and says, hey, you're changing positions to tight end. He goes, what do you mean? We just won a state championship. I was your quarterback. He goes, there's a kid coming in from eighth grade that is ridiculous. Then you're going to have to change positions. And, you know, the kid's like, what the hell? I'm going to be a senior. This kid's yeah. a 14-year-old kid. That kid was Trevor Lawrence. 
Oh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So he's telling Josh the story. Josh tells yeah. me the story three years ago. Yeah. And he says, there's this kid named Trevor Lawrence you got to keep an eye on. Well, we finally saw him yesterday. Yeah. But the rest of the world saw him. But I, I yeah. heard the story a long time ago. Josh heard the story a long time ago. Yeah. And sure enough, we're looking at a kid that I think this guy might be the first pick in the draft in 2021. Yeah. And man, did he take some hits. Alabama did not sack him once and he didn't throw one interception. First time that's happened in about 10 years in an Alabama football game. Fuck. The kid I, was outstanding. Dave, for me, just watching the game and watching him go back and forth, uh, I I enjoyed the game. Like, yeah. the, and then it got away, and I had to take off. But I for the first, shit. yeah, for the first half, <laughs> when those two teams were going back and forth, and I'll tell you the other thing that I really dug about that game, I I yeah. liked Fowler and Herb Street because Chris Fowler to me made me realize he's everything that Joe Tessitore isn't. Yeah. He doesn't have to scream. He doesn't have to go over the top. Herb Street I've always liked, and I felt like those guys just told me what was going on with two teams that I knew a little bit about but not a lot about. When they're talking about the matchup on the left side, I enjoyed watching that. But I just thought Fowler, like I used to like Brent, but I thought yeah. Fowler was really good and didn't make it about him, made it about the game. I, I'm with you. I think those two guys do a great job. I think yeah. Kirk Herbstreit is as good as anybody in college football as far as breaking things down and tell you where they're going. I think David Pollock's another guy I think is, is going in that direction of being really good. Just don't at, let him at, do the telestrator. No, short don't. arms. No. <laughs> we'll never see it. <laughs> the short arms. See this the, guy the, over here? Guy. No. There's not a Give guy. Give the pen to Kurt. There's not a guy who Kurt. has changed more than uh, David Pollock. Look at him when right. he played football. Guy was a three-time All-American at Georgia, as Jeff said, with the short arms, because you and I would cover that draft like crazy. Yep. That was the, the knock on him. Guy was over 300 pounds, and look at him now. The guy is probably 180 pounds. It's like Nick? Yeah, yeah. It's freaking nuts. Canapa? He's not built like Canapa at all. <laughs> it's, it, but it, it's, it is weird to, to, to look over at him and go, that guy, he does a good job. Fowler was is as you said is outstanding what he does. You remember he used to host that game day show, dude. I'll go back. I remember when he was yeah. hosting the high school. Fuck, you're right. Like the high school show, like where they scholar athletes yeah. of the week years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like we had him on somewhere. We might have had him on in the in the past. He's he's yeah. outstanding though. Where he does that's his favorite thing to do. And you're going to see him doing tennis in like a week. Right. You know he just shoots off and go do something else. But I think a lot of those guys are good. Reese Davis and. Those guys are outstanding as well. Yeah. But, but it was, uh, yeah, as far as losses go, th this is what I was going to ask you. You mentioned the Vikings loss. Mm -hmm. For me, I have told you, there's no loss that will be worse than the one for me two years ago when I go all the way to Tampa thinking this is the last time my kid puts on a uniform, let alone it's Alabama National Championship game. And ask any parent who's washed clothes and bought cleats and yeah. all those trips back and forth to sporting goods stores, making sure that your kid has everything he needs, going, this is the last time he's going to put on a uniform. Yeah. To lose with one second remaining on the clock to fucking Deshaun Watson and Hunter Renfro and that illegal pick play and Mike Pomerant <laughs> celebrating, well, I'll never get over it. So it's Was a lot. he there last year? Did he go last did year? Did Pomerantz go? No. Did Did Josh go to the game last year? No. The game last year was last year. The game was the same day my dad died because they oh, play they played huh. on January first. My dad died on January 1st. I remember Josh and I were together. We watched the game, but, man, we were completely not thinking about the game. I don't think we said one word to each other the whole game. But the national championship game No, the game national was championship it. game was, was, was January 9th when we came back from my dad's funeral. We, we literally flew back. As soon as I walked in the house, 
the game was about a minute into the game. Right. Okay. And they that was against Georgia. So when they played right. Clemson last year, it was the semifinal game. Oh, but, that's right. Okay. So we, uh, but but yeah, for me that one second was the the brutal one. I I was talking to actually the high school baseball team, my coach today. We were talking yeah. about winning as a team and losing as a team. And I said, no matter what, the best thing about team sports is you win as a team, you lose as a team. You don't point fingers. Right. When you lose by that much as the Alabama did to Clemson, it's not like you go one play. No one can go. No. Mac fucking Jones cost us. Yeah. You know, but but <laughs> when you when you lose at the very end, you need to go. You can start pointing the fingers. What could I have done different? Or what could that guy have done different? You, it's easy yeah. to point fingers to one guy, like the Bears kicker you just mentioned. Yeah. But when you lose by that much, fuck it, it's a complete team loss, and you just move on. Yeah. So as a fan, I'm sitting there going two things through my mind. I'm going, all right, well, fuck it, it's over. I knew it was over by the mid third yeah. quarter for sure. But then also I was like, either it's the, the, the year I had that made me sit there and, and adjust to this, because normally I wouldn't take a loss like this well. Right. And I was like, fuck it. It's just not that important. Josh yeah. was there. I called him. and How you doing? He's like, oh, they're going to come back with a vengeance next year. It'll be the same the same two teams, and we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. he was cool as hell. I mean, he actually spent time to go all the way up there and w- had no issues at all. You know. But in the past, I think I, I would have freaked out. Thinking about how I felt, as you said, during the World Series compared to now. Yeah. Fucking night and day. You right. Know? I mean, what's important, what's not important. Yeah, two two completely different yeah. things. Uh, I think about it as far as losses go that really fucking hurt. Um, like, for hockey, for me, it was the North Stars against the Penguins because uh, Minnesota at that time, like, they'd had a couple of Twins wins. The Twins had yeah. won, but that was really bad. But it's funny. For me, two that stand out, they weren't the Viking losses because I was young enough. They sure as fuck weren't the Charger loss. Who gave a shit? <laughs> anything that kept... Can you can you imagine anything that would have given Saw a Super Bowl ring? Fuck that. Um, I have two that were the worst. Uh, and I'll, I'll give the silver medal and then the gold medal. Okay. The silver medal goes to the Raiders losing here against Tampa. Because yeah. that Raider team losing... I'm with you on that. Um, with the whole Barrett-Robbins deal... And it just became like Dave, like yesterday, right? Yeah. But the Raiders were never in that fucking game. And that game, because I feel like it was the year after the tuck rule and all that shit. And you just knew right then that the window had closed. And and to lose to Gruden yeah. with that Tampa team, it sucked. John Lynch is from Tory. It fucking sucked. That was really bad. But the one by far... That's the worst for me ever is being at uh, at Qualcomm the night the Yankees beat the pods. Because we could talk about Richie Garcia all we want, which is true. The pods got fucked in that game. Yeah. I don't know what happens. But I'm sorry. The pods were not winning that World Series. No. Maybe it goes six. Maybe it goes seven. Fuck, maybe it goes five. I don't have any idea. But to be there and watch the Yankees celebrate and knowing what we knew that that was it for a team that I had kind of been lucky enough to come up with. I went to KFNB in March of 95. Yeah. That's right when Joyner came. It was the start of the Caminetti and Finley era. And you and I were there to kind of watch that team come together with Kevin Brown and the whole thing. And we knew that night that it was over, that Kevin Brown was moving on. You had a vibe that Caminetti yeah. was moving on. You were afraid that Finley was probably moving on. And, dude, that that to me is by far, by far, 
the hardest personal sports loss I've ever taken because that I love that fucking team. Man. Yeah. I love that fucking team. And to sit there and you're like, fuck, man, the Yankees got enough. Like, this was it for us. This We just knew that was it. Like, a five-year or a fucking 21-year rebuild plan was about to begin. And and it just it sucked. And to be down there in the tunnel yeah. and to see the Yankees coming in celebrating and to see – uh, that team come in and they were devastated. Fuck the staff. I remember was that devastated. like it was five minutes ago. Uh-huh. I mean, as you're saying that, I remember we were standing in the in the Padre dugout. I remember waitresses were crying. I remember it was it was it was nuts. Okay. I mean, it was, it was crazy. I, I, I do like the fact you said they weren't going to win that World Series. Everyone no. like was talking about Richie Garcia. It wasn't the feeling of the Marty McSorley. It deal. wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't Game Seven. Yeah, but it wasn't like when Marty McSorley. It felt like it completely turned the series. Yeah, fucked everything. Yeah. <laughs> And but can I tell you this? When I was in Toronto, we went to a dinner and I met Serge Savard. Okay. Longtime Canadian great. And my buddy's all locked up. And I wanted to talk to Serge Savard. I'm fucking like, I don't even know how many cups he's won, like eleven. Yeah. But Serge was the GM of the ninety three team, which by the way, is the last Stanley Cup championship for the Montreal Canadiens. He was such a fucking nice guy. Yeah. And I said to him, I go, you know, it's a little tough standing here right now. He goes, oh, yeah, why is that? I go, because I'm a Kings fan. Oh, how long you been a <laughs> Kings fan? I go, prior to 93, Serge. Prior to 93. He starts laughing. I go, does Marty McSorley ever have to pay for a drink in Montreal? He goes, no, but let me tell you something. We were beating that team either way. I go, Jesus, Serge. Let me up for air. <laughs> he was great, Dave. And I walked out of there with a, This is just like the complete Don King move. I got signed eight by ten from Serge yeah. Savard. He was so great. He was so cool. That one sucked. That was a pretty good Canadians team. I think the Kings had a chance to hang with them because yeah. sorry, you had Patrick Waugh, but we had Gretzky. Yep. We had fucking Gretzky on that team. Now I love that was a real thrill for me to meet a true hockey icon. That's cool who was the GM, the architect of that team. And he said Wall was untouchable, and he was pretty fucking close. But that 98 team, yeah, David, it just it wasn't. They were they were the the Russian National Army, and unfortunately, 100% we, didn't, right. we didn't have Herb Brooks. We yeah. didn't have a Ruzioni. No, you're right. That For me and all the times that I've covered baseball, that 98 Yankees team was the best one I've seen. Yeah, that's no knock on the pods. Yeah. That's, they just ran into a buzzsaw. Holy shit, man. And, Dave, you remember – like, I love it when you see it today on the NBA and you see all these fuckheads, right? And they yeah. all walk in and they all have all their headphones on and all their shit coming on. And you just look at them and you go, whatever. Dude, that Yankee team, and it didn't matter if it was Paul O'Neill or Jeter or Bernie Williams or any one of them. Yeah. Man, they walked in and the suits were yeah. perfect and there were no headphones and they just came in, and you're like, he's going to kick our ass. Yeah. He's going to fuck us over. <laughs> this guy is fucking your sister. And this guy, shit, he's going to fuck. You're just like, we're yeah. dead. Yeah. Even Shane Spencer on that team, you're like, that guy was hot this year. This guy might hurt us, too. Yeah. Well, Every I was guy like, in there. I was like, you can good. get the fuck out of here, Ginger. <laughs> Every one of those guys on that team, you're right. I remember standing in that, that Yankee locker room before game three of the series and right. going, 
Fucking there's Jeter, there's Rivera, there's just like you yeah. said, you're going, they're Brocious, all right here. Yeah. That little dick. Dude, he was the MVP of the World Series. That Who little saw that prick. coming? Posada. Yeah. Pettit. Fuck. They were so loaded, man. And you were just like, I Mariano, I yeah. Aye. Uh yeah. Yeah. And the pods pods were scrappy, man, but the pods just uh you just you couldn't hang right yeah. there. Yeah. You just weren't gonna no. I don't know that any national league. I don't think the Braves would have had I don't know that the Astros that the pods beat to get to Atlanta would have hung with them. That Yankee team was just awesome. Like the Tiger team of 84. Same thing. I mean, that pods team was good. That that Tiger team of 84 was just, what, you think you're going to throw Mark Thurmond out there? <laughs> Shut up. In 98, weren't they, before the Astros made the trade, for Randy Johnson, weren't the, weren't the Padres making a run in that in those talks as far as saying we're going to try and get Randy Johnson? Yeah, a little bit. That Kevin Brown, Randy Johnson, back to back would have been pretty well, impressive. Well, I've always said it for as long as I knew him. It was my favorite Kevin Towers, uh, other than when he said, "Kevin Towers, my two favorite quotes." The second one was leading into Game One when everybody was jerking off Randy Johnson about that, and Kevin Towers just very softly said, "I, I like my guy." And Kevin Brown went out and I think had 17 strikeouts. But the greatest Kevin Towers quote ever is when Allard Baird, remember Allard, A-L-L-A-R-D. Yeah. Allard Baird was the GM of the Kansas City Royals. And the pods had talked about a particular trade. It was like a one-for-one trade. And he thought, Kev thought they had it. And Allard Baird said to Kev, um, you know, I really, really want to do this trade, but I can't do it as a one-for-one. It's got to be a two-for-one. If you can throw in player B, um, we got a deal. So Kevin said, well, I'm not sure. You know, it's kind of a big second player, but let me talk to Lucchino. Yeah. And I'll get back to you. So he goes and he talks to Lucchino, and Lucchino says, well, I yeah, is that your guy, Kevin? You like that guy? Yeah, okay, you're good. We got... Yeah, you're good. Go make it. So Kevin calls Allard Baird back, and Allard says, hey, Allard, we have a deal. And Allard said, nah, you know what, Kevin, I can't do it. And Kevin lost his shit. Yeah. And Kevin said to you and me, standing right in the hallway uh, behind the GM box in Qualcomm Stadium, he said to us, guys, if you ever hear me talking trade with Allard Baird again, hit me in the fucking face with a shovel. That's right. <laughs> you know how he talked. You yeah. get all fired up. I know. It, if you ever hear it again, Dave, Jeff, hit me in the fucking face with a shovel. If I ever mentioned Allard Baird again, and you, me, and I think Fred Jr. Yeah, just caught us off guard. Like, what? Is this that- fucking guy, I come back and I'm like, we got a deal. Kev, I can't do it. Yeah. And he. Got- I love that he did it because he always pulled the, hey, a good trade's one that works out for both teams' line yeah. forever. And everybody yeah. was a good guy. But finally, yeah. there's the one guy, hey, yeah. fuck that guy. Fuck him. Yeah. Oh, he had no time for that guy. <laughs> now, who knows whatever happened. But yeah, it was awesome. Oh, my gosh. That, that's funny as hell. Hey, I got, just real quick, because you asked me a question. I had it in front of my face, and I never answered it. In case anyone wants to know, it was Tommy Bowden, by the way. Who, okay. The way he took over for it. And I did screw up in my last podcast. As I'm sitting there uh, telling you what I did wrong, I gave the I gave the wrong time for the Charger game. I'm sure you guys have figured it out by now. But if you're going podcast to podcast back to back, the Chargers and Rams do not play back to back days. Okay, the Rams play Saturday night. Chargers play Sunday morning. 
got it against got, New England. Got, yeah, so just whatever. I'm sure I didn't fuck anyone up where they made plans, and all of a sudden. They want to make sure Cali Comfort's yeah. open so they can get the yeah. right Yelp review yeah. in. Holy yeah. shit, let it fucking go. We live what in a, a really bunch of crazy town. Puss. Oh, we're a bunch of fucking pussies in this town. Like, how many of you drive to Spring Valley anyways? Like, any of you that have a hard time with Cali, how many of you drive to fucking, how many of you could find that fucking place on Troy Street if I gave you 25 fucking bucks and said, no, you can't use GPS, yeah. you just have to drive me there, and you've got 25 minutes to get me there. Half you fuckers that are crying online, about, just don't go. It's like I said tonight, Stevie Woods likes the Yankees, and yeah. as somebody else points out, and he likes Notre Dame too. He's the complete douche if there's ever yeah. been a douche, but we still love him. Ben went to Torrey Pines. That's a fucking douche school, yes. but we love Ben. Darren loves soccer. That's a douche sport. But we like Darren. Costa loves ABBA. He's a douche. Yes. You're a Dodger fan. They're a whole group full of oh, douches. Of course. My son loves the Warriors. I hate that team, but I can't <laughs> tell him. But so what? That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it fun. And Sean happens to still like the Chargers. You know why? Because he fucking grew up with that team. And from the looks of shit on Sunday. Yeah. From the video of Cali Comfort, there's a lot more people that exactly. are like Sean. I don't like the Chargers. I've never liked the Chargers. I dealt with them. Dave dealt with them. We don't like them. We have a much deeper-rooted hatred for that team uh, on a one-on-one -on -one basis because of what they did to us professionally, trying yeah. to get us fired a bunch of times. And I have said on this podcast that I think the Channel 8 wearing Charger jerseys is fucked up. Yeah. But... For all you fuck, get the fuck over it. Jesus Christ, you look like such a bitch. All you little fucking bitches crying. Don't go. Like, just don't go. Go go to Phil's barbecue, okay? But because you're such a fucking pussy in your life, you have nothing going. You're a fucking loser. Sean set out on a dream. Sean had the fucking balls to say, you know what? I'm going to open a restaurant. Guess what? That fucking restaurant's successful. It's successful enough that he had the opportunity to help us by feeding 200 fucking people where he brought all the food down, paid for the fucking staff, donated all that money that we in turn donated to five fucking charities. That's who Sean is because yep. his fucking balls are bigger than any part. They're bigger than your fucking car or your room in your mom's basement. But because your dad doesn't like you and is fucking... The neighbor's wife, let me be your dad for a minute. Get the fuck over it. You're a douche. And if I hear from that fucking Palomal one more time, oh, my God, some of these guys just can't fucking let it go. Look, this completely crossed the line. When I saw that shit yesterday that came out as far as people going after Sean, if you want to go after me or Jeff for being a Viking fan or just like Jeff just said, all the people that would Sean being and a Charger stuff, fan. Go There's ahead. a whole different thing when you're going after a guy's family. I mean, you right. personally, you're going after his bank account. You're going after his baby. You're going after right. his wife. That is a whole different level. For what's your reason again? Oh, because he likes a football team that you don't like? Yeah. That makes zero sense. I mean, yeah. that makes zero sense to sit well, there and Well, it do got that. taken down today, I, and I the funny that. thing was about 50 people came and put positive reviews. Of course. It worked very, very well in, in Sean's favor. The sad part is, you aren't even just going after Sean. There are a lot of people that work in that restaurant that right. have families, too. That pay that their have taxes. Bills. And you want to talk about paying taxes? Ask anyone trying to open a business in California right. and how hard it is to do With that. With minimum wage going up? Yep. 
And so you have a guy that's sitting there supporting family after family after family, but yet you're going to try and tear him down yeah. and rip his business. Well, you know it's not true because he's a Charger fan. But there is Give San me a Diego's, break. But there is San Diego State Bar, too. Yeah. And they're a fucking Padre bar. And, and there'll be a Seals yeah. bar. And they're a Gulls bar. Exactly. And they're a Soccer's bar. How many of all those fucking teams do you support? Probably none. Yeah. Uh, what I did like about the Yelp review was the pussy who did it at least wrote it that he was Keith Law. And he used <laughs> Keith Law's picture. Now, I will give him credit for creativity on that. That I thought was funny. But it's just like, dude, you're not going to win. You're not going to win because all of you combined have very silent voices. You have 200 fucking followers. Half of them are fucking bots. None of them matter. Where Dave and I and Stevie Woods and Ben went on to a pod. I, we do a podcast. Ben and Steve went on the Mighty 1090 and we fucking buried you. We put our foot on your throat for your meaningless message and we stomped you into the fucking ground and we'll do it again. If you fucking cross the line, we'll fucking stomp you into the fucking ground. And then we mute you out, you fucking dickhead. So all of you that think you're talking tonight and you're telling us all your cool shit, nobody's listening. We muted you out. And people rallied behind Sean because, again, he cheers for a team that none of us like. But so what? A lot of people do that. But he does things in this community that make a difference. Yep. And those are the kind of guys we need here. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. And they're all fucking pussies. Like the guy who wrote it, Sticky Pants. Like that's a really fucking bright name, kid. Maybe you got other issues, okay? Sticky Pants on Twitter. He's a fucking pussy because he hides behind an alias. Yeah. Put your name on it, tough guy. Put your fucking name on it. Yeah, you're a bitch. <laughs> got no time for these. You make a big mistake when you get into an argument with anyone that has a microphone. What do we always say? Don't fight with anyone that, that speaks for right. a living. It's like, here, as I explained to someone today about radio, and, and Hacksaw was the king at this one. Hacksaw had that pedal on the ground. Ello uses the same thing. Yeah. It's the mute pedal. Yeah. And so it always looks like when, when you're listening and you're driving around in your car that you ask a question. Right. And the host answers it back, and he's stepping on that pedal. Right. So he always looks like the smarter guy in the world, the smartest guy in the world, because he now just muted out whatever you think you're saying is never going across there. He always gets the last word. If you're going to sit there and pick a fight with Sean, you're picking a fight with every microphone in San Diego. Everybody loves that guy. TV and radio. Right. Making a big mistake. But none of us like the Chargers. And then people think they want to be a public figure. Until you get toasted over and over again by people, you're going to realize you just made, picked a, really a bad fight. Yeah. You're going to be embarrassed and go, this is something I shouldn't have done. Yeah. That's a, that's, I don't know, that's a bad karma move, too. It's like going I, after a guy with a baby. Well, I, I agree with that. But that review came down. And to Sean's credit, Really, I think led by me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I I'll do. take credit. For I that. do give you credit for that one. <laughs> you sitting there, t- sitting there trying to tell me what the fuck's going on as they're about to kick off in Santa Clara. I'm like, just shut the fuck up. You shut the. And fuck I up. literally had to go to Yelp because you're in my face. You gonna fucking do anything? Come on, I don't know. Maybe I'm waiting to see a national championship. Can you for Clemson, three and a half fucking hours. I missed the first fucking four plays of the game because of you. Had my head down as fucking two is throwing pick sixes. <laughs> yeah, and this is the other thing that yes. none of these fuckheads can understand, so let me say it again. I came to his defense because he is a guy that is good for San Diego. I don't like his football team. Stop calling me a Charger fan. That's a bigger fucking insult to me than anything that Sean ever did. And like I said to Sean, yeah. at least give him credit for making it as Keith Law. I found that funny. 
And and Yelp was like, dude, this review's stupid, and it came yeah. down. Yeah. So there was one stupid review, and then there were 25 good reviews from everybody, and now it's just going to push people there. But like yeah. I said, just don't go. Sean understands. He's fine. And you know what? I don't like that team. I don't go on Sundays, but I'll go for fight night, or I'll go for baseball, or I'll go for basketball, or I'll go anything else. I can't think of a worse fucking place I'd want to be during a Charger game than watching those dummies <laughs> dance around. I hate the University of Michigan. Yeah, I do too. I don't want to go watch a fucking bunch of guys jump around. I don't want to go to a Notre Dame bar, but it doesn't mean the whole fucking bar needs to shut down. Exactly. What a bunch of fucking idiots. All right, so you mentioned this, the, the Chargers, because I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, I'm going to take my medicine. I'm going to flip the radio on. I don't want to hear what they say about Alabama and Clemson today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going back and forth between 1360 and 1090. Sorry, 97.3 never got to you. But, but yeah. the, between the, the two AM stations, I'm going back and forth. Darren's talking soccer when I when I flip soccer. on. Soccer? Yeah, he's talking soccer. Who checks him? And the MLS schedule What, do they out. have their draft coming up? Did- Is Pele... Is Giorgio Canaglia the number one overall pick? Is Adi Coker and Ace Nentelenque available? <laughs> and then I, so then I flip over back to 1360. Like 95% of the fucking city would do, but it doesn't mean yeah. we've got to run Darren out of here and so, yet. No, 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 no. And then, so I flip over there, and I, I'll go right back to what you would say all the time. Two voices, three people, four people talking at the same time. I can't understand any of them. And I know everybody who's on there. I just don't know who's... Who everybody's stepping on each other? Why? Why I'm, all of a sudden is the guy on the other side of the glass who doesn't cares. have a name on the show talk more than the host? So was that Willard show? And so that, that's Rich and Willard show. And uh-huh. again, hey, that, that's fine. How you run things, but man, as a listener, I just hear laughing, laughing, and three guys talking over each other. Well, first of all, two of the guys are in San Diego. One of them's in L.A. Yeah. So they don't even know when guys are talking. Oh. You and I have worked with each other long enough where we kind of know when someone's ending a sentence, or we kind of yeah. just give a sign. That we know, hey, the other guy has a point to make, but it doesn't work that way when one guy's 150 miles away. So I'm all confused. So there's nothing I'm getting. But the one thing that I wait and flip around, I go to Scott, mm-hmm. I go back to Costa, and the, here's the storyline. It changed. Hey, we'll we'll take the San Diego Chargers because they're still the San Diego Chargers because now that they're facing the Patriots, L.A. doesn't want them. We'll still call them. Oh San Diego Chargers. my god! I'm like, dude, this storyline is fucking crazy to me. What a joke. And how how it goes. So as we go into to NFL weekend, because you and I won't see each other till these games yeah. are over. Basically, how much interest do you have in the NFL, and who are you cheering for if you're cheering at all between the Patriots and Chargers? Uh, I really don't. I mean, I really don't. No interest I, in the playoffs remaining. No, I mean, I'll watch it. Um, sure, I'll watch it, Dave. I don't because of friends that I really like in yeah. this town that were gutted by that move, that are not pussies, that are not going on Yelp or crying, that just think it sucks. For those guys, yeah. I'm cheering for New England. And you know what? I'll tell you exactly why I'm cheering for New England. I just figured it out. Okay. I'm cheering for New England because Woods hates everything Boston. Yeah. And a lot of people need to fucking check that guy down. <laughs> but uh, but you know who loves the fucking Patriots is our girl Linda Welby. Yeah, she does. Our girl Linda Welby. And... Uh, and so, yeah, but Dave, no, really for a lot of people that were in this garage a couple of weeks ago that I really, really like, that it just sucked for them when that team moved. I know how they felt when the North Stars moved. I talked about this with the Clippers yeah. moving. For those guys, because they're my friends, 
Um, I don't waver back and forth. I've never liked the Chargers, and I never will like the Chargers, even if I buy season tickets to their games. Um, I'm cheering for the New England Patriots. God, have you ever cheered for the New England Patriots in your life? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what I did, Dave? You did? Yeah, I'll tell you exactly what I win. cheered for him. One other time, in the Super Bowl that I wanted Junior to win against yeah. the Giants. I That really fucking, because of how much we loved him. Yeah. Um, and they would have gone down as the greatest team ever. They would have been undefeated all the way through. Yeah, that I wanted that. That that that's about the closest uh, because Rodney was on that team yeah. and Junior was on that team. Yeah, for a team that I wasn't really locked in with, that loss against the Giants really bugged me because of two buddies. But um, no, I'm all. I would go for New England. I don't want the Chargers to win out of respect to my friends that it really impacted. Yeah. Even the guys. Like even the guys that act like a douche, yeah. Um, like I, I just there's no satisfaction in me for the Chargers winning to to fucking wreck those. I don't want any of that. Like even for those guys, I'm like, well, you're acting like a fucking tool, but I still hope that team loses. I don't, I don't want that team to win. I, I just, I can't figure out this mentality down here where all of a sudden now it's like 97-3. Those dumb shits. <laughs> Put out a video today where they're all like scrambling around finding their Charger jersey. Like, what are you fucking doing? Oh, I know you're dead last. You're being irrelevant. Like you've always been. Like I would never. If somebody came to me, if we worked at ninety seven three, if yeah. I worked at Channel Eight, if I worked at any of these dumb fucks that continue to do these promotions where you spit in the face of your audience, I would never do that. I just wouldn't do it even though I never once cared about that team and I never will, out of respect to people that are my neighbors in this yeah. town, never. So I'll take New England. That is, that's something else. I have, a, I have a bunch of friends, and everybody has a friend that is someone who is a Patriots fan. Yeah, and you was, can't be cheering uh, for the Chargers. And so you're talking to me? Yeah, right? <laughs> now, here, here's my feeling. Because I have more friends, I can't say more, but I have friends that are diehard Patriot fans, and not yeah. just because... They got hot lately. It's, right. it, they they really put together an incredible dynasty, and I would yeah. put them in the same category with the Yankees, with the Alabama football, with the, with what are the Patriots? If you like dynasties, if that's your team, that that's absolutely fine. I have one friend that that's an outstanding friend that's a huge Patriots fan. I'd yeah. like to see them win for her. I got another friend, a few houses down, who wants to bet me thirty bucks that the Patriots are going to knock off L.A. like the Boston knocked off L.A. Oh. And he goes, you want to try and get your money back? Because he says to me like that. <laughs> and there's a part of me that wants to bet and just to have him shut the fuck up. Yeah. But, but no, it, it's it's one of those things. And this is a thing for Sean where I'm sitting there going, I hope the Chargers fucking win for Sean. Now, no. look, as I, said, <laughs> as, I said, as I said to you uh, uh, two days ago, with the Chargers, if they lose – Sports radio has nothing to fucking talk about. Done. It's over. I mean, they really they are stuck till fucking yeah. I don't know NFL season next year because the Padres' interest level won't be great. But it, it's it's one of those things where I'm not exactly sure. I do find myself rooting for Philip Rivers a lot. Not I, me. I, I do. I do find myself wanting to see Philip in the Hall of Fame. But I, but it will be it will be interesting. I, I can't tell you to the game starts what direction I'm actually right. going. Well, as, well, as, just, as of right now, let's say I'm going New England, but it wouldn't surprise me all of a sudden I realize I'm rooting for yeah, the Chargers. it wouldn't surprise me at all either because you're yeah. a fucking front runner and you have no loyalty <laughs> to really good people it, it, in this town. Well, I, literally, I talk to these fuckers all the time like you talk to all these guys. Yeah. They're half the guys on the team you still know really well. Yeah. I mean, they, but, you, they, you honestly know well where if they saw you and you yeah. saw them. They'd say, Jeff, how you doing? True. How many guys on the Patriots do you know like that? Uh, none. <laughs> but... <laughs> But people, but I'll say this, people that have supported this show yeah. 
I know the feeling. You've never had a team move from under you. That's not true. The Rams left oh, L.A. And yeah. the Raiders. Okay, I, so I was an L.A. Raiders season ticket holder when they went back to Oakland. But it was easy for me to accept because the Rams were gone too. Same year. Yeah. The Rams go to St. Louis. I was a money grab. I yeah. said, fuck it. I'm done with the Rams. But when the Raiders went to Oakland and I didn't have an NFL team, I said, oh, fuck it. They're from Oakland. I've never been to Oakland in my right. life. It's easy for me to stay a Raider fan. Yeah. So what if your fucking Rams in that first year when they're leaving – are playing, uh, I don't know, any team other than the, the Lions. And I'm like, you know what, Dave? I love it. I love it because my friend Sean is still a Rams fan. And, you know, they're playing Detroit. And I'm hey, I'm all in no, on the Rams. No, You'd be like, what a is, fucking dick. I didn't know any of the Raiders personally back then when I was a, when I was a season ticket holder. And the deal is you and I know guys. I mean, you and I have bought houses off of basically our jobs in sports. In yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I bought that off of our coverage of Gulls Hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Shoe bought it. <laughs> I can't. I, I dig rivers. There's not. Yeah. I am telling anybody that's listening, including Sean Walsh, yeah. I, will, I will fight for your business all day long. I will not do one fucking thing to support your team. I that won't. I so. hate what they did to this city. And it's fine. You, know, you fucking love the Dodgers. That's the yeah. stupidest thing you could ever do. But I'm not going to fucking, you know, yeah. like uh, nobody ever put a first sale sign in front of Hacksaw's house. He was just desperately looking for attention. Nobody gave a shit where he lived. If anything, they put a first sale sign in front of their own house. That little creeper walking around yeah. in his short shorts wouldn't be too close. But D did you see the, the the tweeting going back and forth the other day about how many people watched the Charger game and the Ravens game? I think yeah, it might have been Jay. with Posner. You, yeah, yeah, you and Jay. And I said, let's ask Jay because Jay always has the yeah. TV ratings. And the number was amazing. How of many course. people watched that game here here in San Diego? And people are saying, I, you know, you and I talked about this on the last podcast. People were paying attention to what was going on. Actually, the ratings were much higher than even when the Chargers were here. That's how many yeah. people were watching that. And Jay sends me a private text as I now make it public. Nice to see Hacksaw's in touch as he has always been. You yeah, know, of course. I mean, like, did Stupid you, as you, shit. You couldn't have missed the boat as much as he did when he says, I'm out in the community and I don't know any Charger yeah. fans. He's a fucking moron. He is a fucking moron, that guy. Just put your fucking website away, okay? Stupid. <laughs> One out of every three houses was watching that Charger game. Yeah. I, Dave, I watched the whole game. Yeah. I'm not. Look, I watched the whole game. Um, it helps, too, on a Sunday morning that's just kind of a lazy day. It was an early start, right? If that game starts at 1 o'clock, I'm not watching Of course it. not. That's what's great about living on the West Coast. The yeah. games start right when you wake up. Yeah. And we just, I hung out with my sons, and we watched it, and they got out, Dave, when they were out big. There was nothing. And just because I've seen it so often when they started to fuck it up, yeah. Um, I was like, whoa. Um, I do like that kid Badgley, the kicker. Yeah. I do like that kid because the money Badgley, they're calling him yeah. now, <laughs> uh, but, but not enough to be a charger fan, not yeah. enough to ever do a promo like channel eight with a dink Zebley. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, Holy shit. I, man, I get it. Whether people want to admit it or not, I fucking get it in this town, but I also get it on the Yelp shit too, which yeah. is just fucked up. You know, what, what's interesting is you and I, when we've done charger talk for so many years, the couple of moves that we used to always go back to, because every team has that, that guy that you passed on, we always point, pointed out that they missed on Troy Palomalo. Oh. 
they missed on uh, Ed Reed. I mean, yeah. they had him right there, but they had, we talked about Paul Amalu a lot because he was yeah. a USC guy just right up the freeway. How did you miss this? Yeah. They finally got Troy Palomalo and Derwin James. I mean, this guy right. is ridiculous. I mean, the guy's all pro. His, his rookie year, he's outstanding. And you go, they finally got that guy that we wish they had all those years. If there's one young guy, if your kids were following, go yeah. your kids follow, it's number 33. I'm Derwin James sure, is incredible. I'm pretty sure in that draft they traded back and they missed out. They had an opportunity to take Palomalo, and then when they traded back, uh, if I remember right, they had a chance to take Namde Asamoah, and they missed yeah. on that in the same fucking draft. Um, was it yeah. Sammy Davis they got? Yes. That's great. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I have a quick what, 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 Can I get your predictions on this weekend? Real oh, quick? yeah. Let me go. Yeah, okay. Go. So, for, first game is uh, is going to be Chiefs Colts. Which way are you going? Um, you know what's funny is our old boss was a Chiefs fan, and yeah. he's the biggest dick in the world. And so, I would love to see the Chiefs lose. However, yeah. my friend Pat at work is such a fucking good dude. He's just such a fucking like you just meet people and you go, that guy's just a really fucking good guy. And he loves the Chiefs. Man. Okay. That's his team. So I'm not worried about that fucking douchebag. Uh <laughs> uh I'm pulling for the Chiefs. I like Pat Mahomes, but I, I like my man Pat at work, so I'll be cheering for his team in that game. All right, I'm going Colts on that one. So I'll go different than you. Frank right. Reich will panic. And then it's his nature. <laughs> I like I like Andrew Luck. I like the way he plays quarterback. I like uh I like General Andrew Luck on Twitter. Yeah, that is very funny. Everybody loves that. Okay, then the the Saturday game, you got the Cowboys, you got the Rams. Uh my buddy Rob Henney and my buddy Scott King, who are incredibly great friends of mine, were diehard Charger fans. They, being the bright guys that they are, and not only in the friends they pick. But in living life, this is why they've both been successful. The day the Chargers moved, they divorced themselves from the Chargers completely and got on the Rams bandwagon. Smart. And they have been with the Rams that entire time because uh, they remember when the Rams got here, it was the Jeff Fisher year, yeah. right? And they struggled. Uh, Rob is a season ticket holder, and I that they were the guys that took me to the Packer game this year. We had an That's outstanding awesome. time. Uh, so for two guys that are a big supporter of this show and friends of mine since the ninth grade, uh, and for you, yep. no shit. Sorry, eventually I'll get around to you. Uh, you guys are all in on the Rams, yep. so I would I would love it. I'm not trying to claim to be a Rams fan, but for three guys that are family to me, yeah, and I love that. I yep. love McVay. I like that whole thing. I think that'd be great for our life. So I'm uh, I'll take the Rams. There you go. It's uh, I'm going to the Rams obviously in that one too, but I, I'm excited that it's Rams Cowboys playoffs just like. I remember when I was a kid, and if you remember a few years ago when Jeff Fisher was with the Rams, yep, Jared Goff taking number one overall, and then there's this kid Dak Prescott taking on the fourth right. round, and Dak Prescott looked like he was a Hall of Famer, and Jared Goff looked like the biggest mistake of all time. Jared Goff has figured it out with a different coach. Hopefully, for me, I want to see the Rams win. Sunday, we talked about Chargers-Patriots. But hang on real quick. Yeah. Great article today in the LA Times. With Jerry Jones talking about how proud he is of Stan Kroenke and saying, you know, we always wanted to match up in the Super Bowl in L.A. Obviously, that won't happen, but this is pretty cool. Yeah. And he said, for our team to be in Los Angeles with the excitement around Rams football, I said, for my buddy Stan Kroenke, because Jerry Jones, if you remember, uh, and I'm sure Dean remembers well, uh, Jerry Jones was the guy that fucking took that thing away from the Chargers and Raiders and gave it to Stan Kroenke, yeah. gave L.A. to Stan Kroenke uh, when Dean and Mark thought they were getting it. 
I just thought it was really cool from Jerry Jones yeah. just talking about his friendship and and how good it is. But yeah, Dave, I'm I'm cheering for uh, I'm cheering for your Rams. Okay, so you and I have uh, let's go. I'm gonna go Chargers. I'm gonna go Chargers. Keep this thing rolling on Fuck Sunday. You. You're gonna go. I'm saying who are you picking to win? I'm taking New England. Not who you're cheering for. So you picking the Patriots yes. to win? Okay, I'll go Chargers to win. Go opposite of you, and then we'll go for the last game: Saints and Eagles. Saints at home. Eagles just are doing it, smoke and mirrors, but keep doing it. I know, right? Yep. Pretty funny. Um, I am a guy that is a loyal guy. And way back when we had a fan appreciation night at OG's yeah. Pizza in Mission Valley, and you and I asked then quarterback of the San Diego Chargers, Drew Brees, if he would come over and sign autographs for kids for a half hour. Uh, he showed up with Tim DeWight and yeah. Orlando Ruff. That's right. And all three of those guys didn't just stay for half an hour. They stayed for two and a half hours and signed autographs. And that, to me, has always spoken volumes about Drew Brees as a guy. And outside of when he matched up against the Vikes in the playoffs, I've always cheered for him. I'll cheer for Drew Brees and the Saints. Absolutely. You know what's interesting is little Darren Sproles, who the, yeah. who the Chargers gave up on because he was, he was done and they didn't want to pay right. him. The Saints gave up on him early. Remember how upset right. he was to leave New Orleans? Comes back with the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's still right. playing. That motherfucker's Isn't still that playing. Incredible. It is incredible. God damn. The career Darren Sproles has had. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you sit there and you go, well, how in the hell does this guy continue to do it? I'm going Saints to win that game as well. But there you go. Those are our, our picks because we will not be doing a show on Sunday to talk about it, but we'll end up making it up. There are some things we want to get to, but real quick, I want to mention some of the guys that have helped us out as we keep this podcast uh, moving on. It would not be moving on if it wasn't for guys like Brian Curry, selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. He's the guy that's winning all these awards. Right now, Brian Curry is the guy you need to talk to as the real estate market starts to move a little bit. What's going on with the interest rates? Where's the best place to live? What's the best neighborhood? Some of the neighborhoods you know, some of the neighborhoods you might not be aware of. What's your best investment? Where should you retire? Brian Curry can answer all your questions. Make sure you call Brian Curry at this number, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Yeah, I was driving by today, and I was driving down the street. I won't say where I am, Okay. but I'm driving down the street, and I see this guy with uh, a bus bench, and it's his stupid fucking picture. <laughs> hey, I can... I can uh, help you buy your next house i thought well you know what genius if i'm riding the fucking bus i probably can't afford a exactly. house but if i can afford fucking the dave and jeff podcast now i'm wheeling and dealing yes limousine riding learjet flying kiss stealing wheeling dealing it's good uh and that's who brian curry is brian curry is going to show up at that open house in a 27 foot stretch limousine and when he gets out of the car he's not going to be alone you know who's going to be with them the houston texans cheerleading yes. squad that's it. That's how Brian Curry rolls. It's going to be fantastic. Can you imagine if Curry just showed up to an open house in a 27-foot limo with a brand-new Rolex yeah. watch and just yelled, Woo! Uh, I, am, uh, I, I am very happy to be closing in. Eventually. So many things have finally settled in my life. Uh, and it's funny, at some point we'll get into something else that's going on in my life. But I'm like, okay, BC, yeah, we got to get this fucking shit done, kid. And uh, and it's great, Dave. To me, it's just peace of mind. Yeah, of course. That's really what it is. It's, it's any of us that have been fortunate enough, and I really do. I feel like if you have been lucky enough to be a homeowner, 
Uh, it's really fortunate. You should thank yourself for it. But it's incredibly nerve-wracking. Yeah. All of us know it. We've all done it. That stack of papers where it's sign here and initial here, and you're just like, every time, you're yeah. like, how many different ways can I say fuck? Yeah, you feel like you're a Lenny Dykes at a card show. Just signing and signing. Just signing away. <laughs> or fucking uh, O.J. Simpson at a fucking civil trial. Just signing and signing. Um, but, dude, when you have somebody there who goes, look, this is good. This is the right deal for you, and this is the right place for you. We've yeah. got you squared away. Changes everything. Then you're like, fuck, I can't sign this fast enough, man. I don't want the other side to change their mind. And that's uh, why Brian Curry's our guy, and he'll be your guy, too. Absolutely. Don't forget about Daniel Tyler, Superior Fence Company, putting up the perfect fences for you, whether it's the front yard, side yard, or the backyard. Daniel Tyler's your guy. So many different options you have. He knows how to put them all up. As he says, every job is an easy job. He's big time strong in the North County, but we'll cover all of San Diego County just for you. Make sure you call Daniel Tyler tomorrow, 760-745-4846. Hell, fuck it. Call him today because you're probably listening yeah. to this in the morning. I don't know why I think this is a live show all of a sudden. Yeah. 760-745-4846. Boy, Dave, I had to drive through Lakeside the other day. And as I drove through Lakeside, I saw two fucking huge possums in the middle of the road. Yeah. And the first thing I thought was, damn, somebody let their pet out. I thought, shit, here we go. Next thing you see, a couple of raccoons out there in Lakeside. The family pet got out. Fuck. <laughs> you need to call Dan Tyler so your fucking pet possum, Lakeside, doesn't get out in the middle of the road. Or maybe you live in a normal part of town yeah. where you have a cat or a dog. Call Dan Tyler. Number one, it's going to improve the property value because it's going to improve the look of your property. Yep. But also, no matter where you are, kids, god dang Man, you see it, Dave? Uh, we were actually out, uh, and I saw this kid just the other day, and you pay attention as a parent, but we don't always pay attention. And you ever see little kids come darting out, right? For me, I always look at that, and I think, man, superior fence, put it up so that your kids can play in that area, but you know as a parent, look, especially the little guys that are two or three, Yep. you set that gate up high, so they can't unlock it. They can play, do their whole thing, and you as a parent can turn your back and know that you're going to be fine. Back pool area, any of that shit. But like I said, if you're one of the good people out there in Lakeside, I want that fucking pet raccoon to stay yeah. healthy and stay safe. I don't want him fucking run over and thrown into the fucking trash can. Call Superior Fence and tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. You think when Daniel Tyler's watching the president talk, he's like, $25 billion. Every yeah. job's an easy job. Let's go. I'll build that fucker right now. <laughs> what do you want? Cherry stain? You want wrought iron? What the fuck do you want? What are we doing here? We'll have my guys out there in a minute. Yeah, that guy. I'll tell you another thing. He's not going to take any bullshit. He will not take bullshit. He will not take any bullshit. <laughs> Give you a little bit of free advice. If Dan Tyler starts building that fence, you just say, hey, we lost that one. Don't you go down there with your megaphone. Don't build it. Hey, stop hitting me. You'll get the shit beat out of you. <laughs> By me, Dave, Dan, Brian Curry, and Leisure Fryer. Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. Time to get that perfect pool. What are you waiting for? Everyone has dreamed of that perfect pool. If you have that pool in your backyard, though, right now, that used to be great, but it kind of just sits there because you didn't take care of it. Alan can do that as well. Pool resurfacing. Don't forget about everything else that it can offer to your backyard to make your backyard a staycation. Saltwater technology, waterfalls, grotto slides, everything that he has for the perfect pool. Now is the time to call Alan Taylor at Taylor May Pools. 
619-449-4452. Up in, uh, up in Del Mar. Had my kids out by the beach, and I saw two kids out in the water. They were kind of frolicking around. Frolicking, And yes. then the one kid stops, and I said to my son, Cade, you know what that kid's doing right now? And Cade goes, what? I go, that little shit's peeing in the ocean sure right is. now. Look at him. Standing there all glazed over. And yes. Cade goes, God, what are you telling me that for? I go, I'm telling you that because we're going to have a tailor-made pool, and that little fuck nut's never being invited <laughs> over. Because he doesn't show the common courtesy of at least coming out and taking a piss behind the lifeguard stand yes. like everybody else. Like or else. finding somebody that maybe had been stung by a stingray and doing something right for mankind. That selfish little fuck is just going to stand there in the sand looking as cross-eyed as he could fucking be and just piss right in the ocean. It's salt water. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so right now you're looking for the perfect website. There's only one guy. It's Kyle Fluker. Greatest guy going. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Kyle's your guy. Kyle's the guy to make your business look that much more professional. He is your guy to help take your business to another level. Don't mess around. If you don't have a top-notch website, then you're going in the wrong direction. Go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. Take a look for yourself. And what I loved what Kyle did today, I don't know if you saw this, Dave. You're probably licking your wounds after last night. But Kyle said, hey, enough of this shit about the Chargers or anything else. Why don't you put your energy to good use? And Kyle tweeted out the link from our website to the Alpha Project. You can find everything out about the Alpha Project, uh, Suicide Prevention, Rancho Coastal Humane Society. You can find out everything you want about Brian Curry. Enough about what I tell you about every day with Al Taylor and Dan Tyler. Go look at the fucking work these guys do. And then most importantly, also realize the way their businesses are presented because yeah. Kyle's the guy responsible for it. Couldn't be more proud of that website. Couldn't be more proud of the guys that back this show. We love every one of them. And I think I told them all that you and I are taking them to lunch uh, for our 2019 lunch. So make sure you got some fucking money with you, kid, because we got to pay that tab. I think you said it was Sunday, but obviously it's not Sunday. Oh, I got to mention that. Um, I got to Maggie. I think I got to Gavin and Dave Kaminsky. We were scheduled for our uh, kind of from the August 1st event and yeah. mud. I did let Mud know, too. Um, we are going to reschedule that because I'm going to Chicago in the morning. Talked about it a little bit on the last podcast. I won't be back till late Sunday night. But uh, I've already talked to Mud, Maggie, Dave Kaminsky, and uh, I think Maggie was going to tell Gavin. But we'll get it to Gavin. Mud's cool with it. We'll get it rescheduled. We'll get you all taken care of, and then we'll bring those guys out, too. It'll be a fun day. Perfect. There you go as well. When is uh, When's Laura Kane coming in here? Supposed to come in this month, I thought. I fucking love Laura Kane. Uh, uh, Laura Kane and Josh Lewin are yep. the two that I'm working on for this month. And Mud's supposed to make an appearance before he heads to spring training. We will we'll track Mud down, too. Um, all of those are going to go on. It's been a little crazy. Um, two quick things from me. Number one, I'm heading to Chicago tomorrow. And I appreciate every one of you that have reached out. As I said, I have a family member that is losing a personal battle. And they reached out to me and said, look, I am losing this fight. And I was inspired by Jake's video to try to get help. And I don't know anybody. And Dave, what I was saying to a very good friend tonight is when I was going through hard times about a year ago, and I, I think I'm pretty confident in saying this for you. I had fucking 17 people. It was you. It was Darren Smith, it was Stevie Woods, it was Scott Kaplan, and... Eric Stoltz. 
Nope. Er- Eric Stoltz? Nope. Rocky Dennis? No, shit. Sorry. It wasn't. <laughs> thought he was one of them. Damn it. I suck at this. Get a bad memory. Eric Stoltz fucking what? Fuck, he had the time. Where the fuck was he? I, I don't know. I was taking a guess. <laughs> missed that one. Sorry. Shit. Uh, but I was really lucky. Yeah. And then uh, other friends, Wendy, Janet Brown, the whole group that stepped up and were like, hey, we're going out. We went yeah. to lunch and you went... For beers, and then we went again, and then we went again, and then we went again. Uh, I was very lucky. I feel like that night Costa was here, and I was here, and and other friends were here, the whole thing. Where I'm going tomorrow, Dave, I have no idea what I'm walking into. I'm staying with this family member. I have no idea what their fucking house is like. Um, I don't know what the dependency level is. I have no idea. I've never met the people that I'm counting on. It's fucking 18 degrees in Chicago. And so everybody has said, uh, which has been very nice, hey, good on you. This is great, everything. I'm going to tell you the truth, man. I'm fucking terrified going into this thing because I have such a fear of failure. I have a fear of failure, and I have a fear of letting him down. Everything is riding on me. In this deal, my sons um, who care about this family member, um, my ex-wife who cares about this family member, uh, the family member himself, it is all 100%. I've never had a substance. I've never been in rehab. I've never been to AA. I've never done it. And I'm doing it in a city where I like to go and drink. Yeah. Uh, So that's, I've never done it. But... I feel like you and I are guys, and I think a lot of you in this audience, why we've all connected is I think we carry a similar personality trait. And I bet, you know, like who comes to mind? Amy from TaylorMade Pools, Maggie, who was here, Billy, who was here, Larry Thomas, uh, Pete and Point Loma, uh, Aiden, you know, Angel. So many of you, I feel like we all have that same fucking trait, which is Stevie Woods is one of these guys. That when we get, and even by boy leisure, I bet when we get pushed down, like I have said on this show, champions stand up when others stay down. And tomorrow's the fucking chance to say, okay, well, let's let's see if we can fucking do it. So uh, I thank every one of you. I'm telling you the truth. I am deathly terrified of letting this fucking person down. And I hope it doesn't happen. But no, it won't happen. Here's the deal. You're going to hand them off to professionals. We say it all the time. It. Just get that person to a professional that does this for a living. Well, the only thing that I can say, though, Dave, and we know this from Jake's situation. We knew that Jake was in and was ready to turn. We knew that because we saw it every day. Yeah. Um, We also know that you were here. Rita was here. Josh was here. I was here. Others were here to kind of do it. In Chicago, my family member doesn't have that. And so, and I'm gone on Sunday. It's a very short window. Tomorrow's a travel day. Sunday night's a travel night. So it's a, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday to try to get this shit done. And I feel like I feel better because a lot of shit's been done uh, to this point. I said to him today, it feels like the four by 400 where the baton, I don't feel like we're starting flat footed. But I don't know what I'm fucking walking into tomorrow. And like I said, um, when somebody turns to you and says, man, I am really, really in a bad spot and I need help, you go. But I've never done it. And uh, and I just know, like, for me, what I said to this friend of mine tonight, 
the biggest person who I'm doing this for are my sons, Jack and Kate, who love this person a lot. Yeah. That's, that's really at the end, the actual person who is very close for me, but all the other people like, yeah, but who I want to fucking do this for is my kids that are like, fuck this person called my dad, my dad's my man. And my man's going to fucking deliver it. And you're like, okay, now I got to fucking deliver it. So uh, I feel good about it. Um, but I don't know what the fuck I'm walking into. And it's a little, it's a little Dave, like you, right? I mean, you went through it oh, with yeah. Jake, but well, Jake's your son. Jake's a guy you lived with every day. This is a family member that literally had nobody to turn to and called me on Friday night, devastated because they said they'd hit rock bottom. Well, I'll tell you right now, the, the hardest move of the whole thing was the part where he called you. Right. That's that's the hardest step. Taking the first step is the hardest because you right there, you're making a decision in your mind. Am I going to check out or am I going to sit there and give it one last shot to see if I can be a functioning human being? Well, and that's that's what I'll see tomorrow. Yeah, because as you know, you've been through it um, when they are dealing with different things. The message on Friday may not be consistent the following Wednesday and yep. you need the message to be consistent because if there's any type of resistance, then you're fucking swimming upstream. Yeah. And then I go, well, what the fuck did I just pay? <laughs> yeah. mind, but it's not about the money. It's not about the time off work. It's about trying to get help for somebody who needs it. And I feel like hanging there. But, dude, I, I, I'm going into their house yeah. in Chicago. I don't know what the fuck's in the house. I mean, I know it's not like, you know, it's only them yeah, and a it's roommate. It's Rocky's apartment from Rocky Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, with fucking cuffing links. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it's that so we'll we'll see and i i do i appreciate yeah. everybody who has been great i don't have any doubt in any of my mind that if you guys all got that call from somebody you would go to so i don't really look at it there's a part of me that would just as soon be here and wish one of you fuckers got the call but <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh, I like the people that I have in yeah. my corner. We got a good little team. All of you have been great, and we'll uh, we'll go do what we can do. Yeah, it will work out. You're making the the right move again. Uh, the the fact they reached out to you was the hardest part. This the easier part's going to be the 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 transition. You're going to see yeah. it work because it sounds like this person's ready to get healthy. Uh, and then the other thing that I have is everybody seems to be upset today. Bringing it back to sports. Do you have any issue at all with Cliff Kingsbury? No, not at all. I'm all for do what's the best for you. I say that all the time. You got to make decisions in life that are best for you. And if if he knew at the time that he got fired from Texas Tech that an NFL team would come ask him for a job, he would have never taken the USC job. But you know what? He took the USC job, and in order, all of a sudden he gets an offer to coach the Arizona Cardinals. I have zero interest. I know USC is extremely upset because they thought they had their big-time offensive coordinator. It is kind of weird. Here's a guy that couldn't coach at Texas Tech, but now he's mm. coaching one of the 32 NFL teams. It, yeah. it, and I'm not saying he's going to be a great head coach. I have no fucking idea. But the Cardinals don't have a history of running the organization very well. No. We'll see what the, what this guy can do with a guy like with Josh Rosen. Well, what I, where I would have problems, and we'll see if it comes out, is what did Cliff Kingsbury say in the meeting with Clay Helton and Lynn Swan? Because if Lynn Swan and Clay Helton did their job, they should have said to him, okay, we are really excited and here's the offer. But before we sign anything, we need to know what are we doing in two weeks if the New York Jets or the Arizona Cardinals I don't think they even thought it was coming. 
Would you have thought that? I yeah. would have. See, I wouldn't have thought. Why would an NFL team or anybody offer this guy a job? Well, there was talk, Dave. I get the LA Times every day. And yeah. Kingsbury was in talks with them, but there was a feeling because he was owed money from Texas Tech that he may wait it out because there were coaching changes coming. And would he be. He would have two different things. A, he could go to the NFL as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, I understand that part. And he may even have an opportunity to go as a head coach because the feeling is everybody's trying to find the next Sean McVay. Exactly as the right. Titans proved yeah. with, with their high. Or, Which uh, is really weird because the Titans not offense the, uh, not was. Not the Titans, the Packers. Yeah, I mean, but the high, Titans offense was worse this year right. than it was the previous year. Yet the Packers hired this guy. Right. So you go. But Dave, you have to, if you've done your due diligence. At USC, you have to say to Cliff Kingsbury, if an NFL job opens in two weeks because we're ready to move forward and we're going to put a press release out saying you're our guy, what happens if the NFL calls? And if Cliff Kingsbury says, look, I'm not signing anything today until I know the NFL is done, and then you say, no, sign it, And and if that happens, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, then Kingsbury did the right thing. Fuck it. Well, is that a lateral move? Offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, head coach, offensive coordinator, coordinator is obviously an upgrade. Uh, and I'm guessing they told, just my guess, is USC told Kingsbury, look, Clay Helton's on the hot seat. Who are we fucking kidding? Right. And if there's a move made, you're going to be the first guy we consider. Right. But if he said, look, if the NFL calls, I, this is the one I look at all the time. As a kid... Uh, and we had one close to home. As a kid, uh, Lou Holtz took over the Gophers job. Yeah. And he turned a dead program around and made it fun and made it exciting. And Lou Holtz had one clause in his contract, which was, if the Notre Dame job comes up and they'll they'll uh, consider me for it, I want to have the opportunity to go. He had that escape clause and it allowed him to go. Yeah. And Brady Hoke had the escape clause in his San Diego State job. It had to be the easiest contract ever written because who the fuck's taking the San Diego State coach to coach Michigan? Yeah. But Brady had the opportunity to leave to go to Michigan. If Kingsbury had that opportunity where he said to him up front, "Uh, hey, man, if they call, I want to have the ability to go, then nothing's wrong. But, Dave, if he sat in that meeting and said, I'm USC and here I go with USC – and then he fucking backs out two weeks later. Then I think Cliff Kingsbury should be fucking raked over the coals. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting how things come out. At the same time, he's going to say, fuck it. You know, yeah. I'm a new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And my biggest problem right now is trying to talk Larry Fitzgerald into not retiring and running the offense that I plan on bringing to Arizona to make it exciting. Holy shit, right? You know, and really, you want to talk about a team that doesn't have a lot of talent. It's, uh, it, it's Arizona needs to fix things. For him to run that offense, he's going to need three of those wide receivers. Yeah. You know, he's going to need it to look like the Rams. I mean, look at the Rams when they just lost Cooper Cup. All yeah. of a sudden, that threw everything kind of upside down for them. You need Larry Fitzgerald, and you're going to need your quarterback to be good. And this is a great thing for Josh Rosen if he can get that offense to run the way he expects it to run. But you're right. Everybody's looking for Sean McVay. And what happens now with David Johnson moving forward, right? Yeah. Is David Johnson still a top five fantasy football running back? I mean, after yeah. this year, he wasn't. But Steve Wilkes ran that thing into the fucking sure ground. Did. The funniest shit to me was how Mike Florio and others, NFL insiders, said that nobody wanted the Cardinals job because you had a fucking GM dealing with the DUI and they ran Steve Wilkes out of there after one year. Well, they fucking got a guy that had been considered a pretty hot candidate, right? Outside yeah. of Mike McCarthy. 
I mean, McCarthy said he's only interested in the Jets job. So Kingsbury was a guy that, that I don't know if I'm a Cardinal fan, if I'm excited or not. Bruce Arians goes to Tampa. That was interesting, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not many guys left where you look at and you go, fuck, that that would be an interesting guy. It's all dry. JT. Yep. JT the Brick tweeted out today, and he's exactly right. He goes, this fucking NFL coaching carousel is dried up. There's nobody out there anymore that anybody wants. But but that would be my only thing. I know some people were upset about it, but I'd say, okay, what was said in the meeting? Did yeah. you give him an escape clause, or did he tell you he was a Trojan for life? And until we know that, then you never know who's to blame. If he if you gave him the escape clause, then shut the fuck up. There you go. There All you right. go. All right, uh, so when do you think we're coming back for the next one? Uh, we should be back uh, next Monday night. Okay. The plan is to be back next Monday night, and uh, depending on your schedule, we can go Monday and Tuesday next week and be right up to date. You got it. All right, thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, Check out the website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Follow us on Twitter and support Cali Comfort and all your local businesses. They're good people that make San Diego better. So oh.